Welcome back to the show. My name is Angelique Velez. I am the CEO and founder of Breakups to Makeup, and you are listening to the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If this episode is of any value to you, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend, as that is the only way I'm going to be able to spread the word about the podcast. Also, if you didn't already know, we are running a contest where you have a chance to win a super cute Hey Glowfriend tote. All that you have to do to enter is leave a review wherever you are listening. So thank you so, so much. All right, Glowfriend. So in this episode, I am interviewing my own coach, Coach K. She is an empowerment coach. She is awesome. I've had her on the podcast before, but in today's episode, we kind of dive into a different topic, which you will see. But I wanted to come on and tell you the importance of practicing what you preach, or I practice what I preach. So um, I know I just launched my high-end mentorship program, which I'm so excited about. If you did not hear about it already, if you're not following me on social media, feel free to go ahead, shoot me a text, shoot me a DM if you are interested in working with me one-on-one. That is a part of my high-end mentoring program and that is the only program I have where you are able to work with me exclusively one-on-one so if you are a makeup artist or a business owner or you're looking to launch a brand and you are you you don't know what to do uh, you don't know what steps to take you need a little bit of help a little bit of guidance and you've been following my journey and if I've inspired you in any type of way Feel free to reach out and we can discuss it further to see if the high-end mentoring is is right for you. Uh, So we could hop on a call with any of my programs, just so you're aware, Glow Friends, we can always hop on a call and discuss if it is the right fit for you. If it is not, then it isn't, and that is okay too. I will not pressure you into anything. If you've been following me right now, then you know that I'm completely transparent. Um, And I just wanted to come on here before this episode and tell you that coaching is something for me that has completely changed the trajectory of my business. And I know I say this all the time because I feel as though the, um, the, how do I put it? not the theme, but self-development or personal development is newer to me as a brand owner, as a makeup artist. And makeup artists out there, hairstylists, manicurists, wardrobe stylists, shout out to you all because I know, you know, starting there, I didn't realize that I was the brand. And I, I preach about this a lot. So there were a lot of things that I had to learn when I first started and left my um, cushiony nine to five gig and, and went into freelancing or becoming an entrepreneur. And I wish I had known this area of personal development, self-development when I first started. And that's why I've, I've created all the things that I've been creating because I want to help others because I wish I had it when I had first started. So coaching is one of those things. 
And Coach K is actually my personal coach. So I was so excited when she agreed to come on again and to spill her knowledge and her magic with us because she's absolutely amazing. She lights a fire under my ass all the time. Uh, I love talking to her and I just love all of the tips and tricks that she gives. So you are going to absolutely enjoy this episode. I will have all of her links in the show notes as well if you want to reach out to her or go and follow her. If you have any questions at all, please head on over to the Hey Glowfriend Facebook group. Feel free to ask them there. You can always PM me, DM me, whatever the case is, I'm here for you. But I I can't stop preaching about it enough because if you're not surrounded by individuals who understand what it is that you're going through, this journey is going to be very difficult for you. And one of those individuals for me is having a personal coach. So whether it is me or it is someone else or it is another program, as long as you're doing something, I know that it's going to help you and I will not stop preaching about it. So definitely do your research, do your homework, listen on. I hope this inspires you and I hope you've been getting value out of this. And if you have, please go leave a review. (laughs) Thank you so much, Glow Friends. Um, Enjoy the episode. And until next time, when I shine, you shine, we shine together. See you soon. Bye. Hello, Glow Friends. Welcome back to the show. I have a very, very special treat for you today. We are being joined by my own coach, Coach K, and she has (laughs) been on the podcast before. However, now, fast forward this time, we've actually been working together, and I think we've been working together for six months, I want to say. Could be almost. Okay, almost six months. And I wanted to bring her on because there are a couple of things that, well, I mean, she's been helping me tremendously. Let's just keep it real. But there's specific things that I do want to talk about today that I think are going to help the Glowfront community. So welcome, welcome, Annie. Thank you, Angelique. Okay. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to talk with you again in your community. It's always so fun to be on your podcast. It's always so fun. Oh, thank you so much. Well, we love having you. And like I said, you've made such an impact already in my life. And I feel like there's one thing that we like talk about often within our calls. And that's why I was like, I want you on the podcast. You got to come on again. So I know this year has been really difficult for many of us out there, including myself, um, especially dealing with money. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel as though I know for me, and I talk about this all the time within a two week time period, literally all of the stuff that I had on my board or on my calendar for 2020 shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, there were no live events and my brands breakups to makeup. We thrive off of live events. That's what we do. I do speaking engagements. We do markets. Like we sell out. (laughs) Like that's what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, and everything was gone, taken off the calendar. So of course I was, I was impacted tremendously. Um, And even my forecasting all the goals money wise in 2020, it literally went down the tubes because everything changed. Um, And within that, of course, I pivoted and you guys have been fun that my girlfriends have been following my journey. So they already know we've been pivoting, we've been doing the thing. But I still have, in my opinion, a certain um, thought in regards to money. And that's kind of what I wanted to bring you on because you've 
slowly but surely been helping me change that thought process. And one thing, when we first started working together, you compared money to energy rather than it being in physical form. And I would love to kind of get into that a little bit and to get into your opinion in regards to that. Totally. Well, I think this is a great conversation to have because I think women, especially, um, we have our own set of beliefs about money and what we can earn and, and who we are in terms of the money keepers in society, right? Like there's such a history of beliefs around that. So I think this is a really important conversation to have and I'm glad to have it. But I think, yeah, so one thing that we talked about was like, yes, money is a physical thing, right? We can hold money in our hand, but I look at the world as everything is energy and that includes money. And when we look at something beyond the physical um, manifestation of it, like the paper of money and remember it or think of it as energy, we can transform our relationship with it. And when we keep ourselves in alignment with um, an abundance consciousness or an open energy towards money an appreciation of money, we can transform how we give and receive money, right? When we see money as something that is energetic, we start to become more conscious of, of how we think about it, how we talk about it, what beliefs we hold about it. Um, you know, something's coming to mind, like just, just this belief of like money doesn't grow on trees or I don't ever like to look at my finances. Right. And if we think of that in terms of energy, you know, what is the vibration or the energy that we're emitting out about money? And if money is an energy that's responding to us, how, how might it feel essentially, right? How might that energy then reciprocate whatever we're giving up? Because what we put out is gonna be what we get back, right? right. right. So it's, it's not so much of just not thinking of money as just the physical thing, but it's deepening our understanding of it, right? And so one thing that I think is really helpful, like if you can't get behind this idea of money as energy, cause that can be kind of woo woo, right? And that can be beyond some people's perception. Um, I like to think of money as a puppy, right? Mm -hmm. So if money was a puppy and your beliefs or how you talked about it or how you felt about it was a puppy, how would that puppy respond to you if you were holding those same beliefs, right? If you were like resistant, avoidant, if you hated money, if you despised looking at it and that was a puppy, how would that puppy feel? Would that puppy want to run to you and play with you and, and smother you with kisses? Nope. No, it would be resistant to you. It would stay away from you. It wouldn't feel safe, right? So for those people who may not be into the spiritual aspects or the, you know, kind of the beliefs around energy, just shifting and thinking about money as a puppy and even, you know, visualizing a puppy and naming it money and thinking about, okay, now, however, this puppy responds to me has so much to do with how I respond to it or how I think of it, how, what I give to it. And, and then we open ourselves up to experiencing and having um, a relationship with money that I think is easier. Money can come to us in easier ways. It doesn't feel so heavy and it detaches our own self-worth that we can so easily, you know, attach to money, like, especially as entrepreneurs, right? Like right. we can look at how much money we're earning as like a signifier of our success of our worth or any of those things and it's not right because as soon as we go there then we start to feel bad our energy dips and right. we're going to see that responded with money so um 
yeah, I love, I love the idea. And I love talking about money as energy and where that can go when we really think about when we start to become more aware of the energy that we're giving out towards money, you know? Yeah. I, so a follow-up question to then just kind of backtracking on a little bit about what you said. Um, so for me and to be completely transparent, glow friends, even before working with Annie, in the COVID era, I would literally be opening up my bank statements on a daily basis just to kind of see, like, to make sure it didn't go anywhere, to make like what was coming in, because um, I was very conscious of it at the time because so much shut down. So yeah. like things weren't normal as usual, if that makes sense. So I was constantly checking it, but even now reflecting back on that, I was doing it in a negative way. Like I would open up my computer. I'm like, oh, let me sign into this account and let me check this. And it's like, eh. and it didn't feel good. It, it really didn't. And it, it would go up and down. I'm not going to lie to you. Now, when I go to check, and this is just something, Annie, I have to be honest with you, because it, it, I think we've been working together since January, mm -hmm. probably since April. It's like that light went on where I think you compared it to the dog for me. And I was like, oh, or the puppy, the puppy. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. I, you know, I, with the spiritual thing, you got to really kind of pull me, you got to push me into it. Like, I don't really, I'm not automatically, like, what? Okay. Yeah. Energy. Okay. No. I'm kind of resistant. So when you told me about the puppy, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So now this is going to sound so crazy, girl friends. But when I open up my computer, my, I go to check, I'm excited. It sounds yeah. so weird, but I'm like, actually, cause I'm like, oh, I wonder if the amount went up. Oh yeah, it did. Okay. Like, and even if it didn't, I'm okay with that because that's just how it's going to be. And I don't really look at the number as much. I just want to make sure to check that things have gone through. Now I'm just yeah. very conscious of that, but the actual number, I don't uh, put such a heavy thing on it anymore, if, if that's making sense at all. Um, yeah, I think that's, out, but. it sounds like you've got more lightness around money, which is really Correct. good, right? So we want to like, we want to look at money as something that is sacred because everything is sacred, right? Every Everything that we inter exchange or interact with in life is sacred because it's all created in the spiritual realm, right? So I think it's it's great that you notice that shift from, oh my God, I'm showing up to money super anxious and feeling insecure and not trusting it or um, like disliking it, right? Like, because it has influence over my mood. It's really good to pay attention to money. So in the same realm of everything is energy, what we focus on grows. Mm -hmm. So we want to look at money on a regular basis, right? Like one thing that I have a lot of clients do is select one day a week where they look at money and that can be you know, we, I like to give things fun names. So like money Monday or wealth Wednesday or finance Friday. And each day you sit down and you make it special. So you, you know, light a candle or turn on some music and you joyfully, excitedly, you know, look at what's happening with your money, not as a reason to feel hopeless mm -hmm. or to feel um, overwhelmed, but simply as to say, this is where I'm at. This is where things are at, right? And the more that you become comfortable, the, the more that you raise your vibration around money because you become solid. You, you start to build this relationship where it's like, I understand that money is energy. I understand that my own vibration where I'm vibrating with, with money can, can grow. And the more that I can start to love and respect and uh, be conscious of how I show up to money, the more that that vibration can raise and the more that I'll see that reflected in 
actual money, you know, dollars in the bank account. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, Another question just came to my mind, and I know this is going to be a twist on what we're talking about a little bit, but a lot of the Glow Friends are either entrepreneurs, they're freelancers. What advice would you give to those that are looking money-wise to raise their rates? Like they're in a place where they feel like it's time, they need to raise what they're charging. And I know that concept of money kind of plays a part. Can you talk about that a little bit and any advice that you might give to um, help with that? Yeah, so I think that when you, let's say, decide that you want to raise your prices, right? It's not something that necessarily is going to happen overnight. So you, you set the goal, right? I want to be charging X amount of dollars for my services, which is this much more than where I'm currently at. Right. And then you have to practice that, um, that feeling of security with, I, I get to charge this. I am, I am capable of earning this. Um, I trust that money wants to come to me and shower me. I know money wants to support me. So when we are, let's say, setting a new goal and working towards it, when we set the new goal, we have to give ourselves time to to kind of step into that new level of consciousness or that new belief that we can earn this much money for this service, right? So when we are doing that, it's important, A, that we are consciously looking at our money, like weekly, setting that time aside to look at it being conscious of the energy that we come to money with, and then using things like affirmations, right? To affirm the new amount. So when we're using affirmations, we wanna write them in the, in the present tense. So things like, I have more money than I can possibly spend. Um, I am charging $5,000 for my services and it feels free, easy, and expansive. Um, money flows to me easily. So we start to write those things so that we can open ourselves up to receive it, right? Because we can, we become closed off. The fear sets in, like, I can't charge that. It's not going to work. And then we start, let's say we, we talk to somebody and we pitch our new price and they're like, oh, sorry, no, that's outside of our, you know, budget or whatever it may be. And then we can go to that place of, oh shit, I'm overcharging. Why did I do this? Right I should have never raised my prices, right? Like I knew it. I'm over, I'm in over my head. I shouldn't blah, 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 blah. All that stuff rolls in, right? When really that no is serving our growth in raising our vibration. So that no is giving us an opportunity to affirm what we want. So when we are going after what we want, what we don't want is going to come into our experience. It's contrast, right? And the contrast serves for us to grow and to strengthen our belief. So, you know, when we are working towards that new goal and those no's come in, it's not, it's not the time to doubt. It's not the time to go to that place of, I shouldn't have raised my prices. My prices are too much. Um, I'm never going to earn this, which is where we can go. Right. Because we can, we're shaky in that new vibration. Right. Right. But we see those no's as getting us closer to what we really want to earn. Right. And over time, when we show up and we practice our affirmations, when we spend money and we are grateful that we have the money to spend, when we check our bank accounts and we celebrate any tiny win right? Then we are strengthening our vibration and opening ourselves up to whatever is that next, you know, income that we want to make. It's not overnight and it's our responsibility. You know, it's our responsibility to affirm what we want and to trust and believe that the universe is like, yeah, I want to give you money. I want to support you. I want you to live an amazing life, right? So like at a very deep fundamental level, 
we have to believe that money wants to help us. Money wants to flow to us. And we are here to live a life that brings us great joy. And guess what you need? A lot of times to do that. Money, right? We need the money. But money, if we looked at if we look at the collective stories about money, like as a society, what we say about money, like, you know, money makes, you know, you're greedy or it's bad or blah, 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 right? Like that's not going to open us up to receive more and more money. Mm -hmm. So really being aware of like our own stories that we have with money, reaffirming those when it looks like it's not working. So it's like holding the vision and seeing what's happening in reality as simply like the obstacle course to strengthen us because at the end of the obstacle course, once we've worked up our faith and our belief in ourselves and what we um, are worthy of receiving, then we will receive it and it will come through. But too often we quit, right? We see right. The, the opposing evidence as a sign that we're charging too much or it's not working instead of saying, no, this is how it works. I'm going to get no's and I'm going to get no's and I'm going to get no's, but I'm going to get a yes. Yes. And when I get that, yes, then I know I'm, I'm one step closer to this being my consistent vibration with money. And then once we achieve that consistency, usually something starts stirring in our souls. That's like, I don't know, my prices seem too low. I feel like I, what I'm giving is like worth more than what I'm receiving. And I know we've had this conversation, Angelique, right. And we can go into that place of like, but am I going to charge too much? Like, am I really? And we start to kind of doubt what we are, what is coming up from within us, right? It's not our ego mind being like, charge more. I want more, 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 more. You know, it's not that as, as heart-centered entrepreneurs as women, it's typically like we feel it, but then the beliefs that we have about money and women start to kind of like influence what is naturally happening. And we try to shut it down or pretend it's not happening. And then we never expand and go to the next level, right? So when we start to feel those soul stirrings, we give ourselves permission to listen. You know, we give ourselves permission to listen. We give ourselves permission to claim it. And then we show up and do our work um, to, to have that manifest or materialize in, in real life. Yeah. And I would love to just like go a little deeper with that, especially giving um, some examples. Cause I know, like you said, we've had this conversation. Mm -hmm. So just for the glow ferns out there, if I know for myself, this is how I start to feel it. Um, and it, like Annie said, it doesn't come right away. It's like mm -hmm. after you set a certain rate and then you're going with that rate for a while, I know for myself, as soon as like I'm on set or dealing with a client and I start getting that little feeling like, oh, I charged way too little. Like it starts there kind of. And then I get mad at myself because I'm like, oh, I knew I should have charged more. And then because that the client's usually really difficult, usually this is what happens to me. Like it's, it's a really difficult situation. So I should have charged more because maybe I didn't need that client in my life or whatever the case is. So what you're saying, I think is 100% correct. You're going to lose people, but you're supposed to lose those people in the process. And those that are going to stay with you client-wise will stay with you. And that's just what it is. But you feel it on the inside. You definitely yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. And then new clients will find you. Exactly. Right? So as you grow and expand and you step into, I think so much of it is that we don't recognize the gifts that we have to offer. We don't recognize how truly important our service is to other people. We downplay it. Right. And then we end up in these, you know, relationships or contracts or whatever that leave us feeling depleted. And that's great data, right? That's great information to say, okay, well, what do I 
what do I really know here? What did I know then that I didn't admit that I need to tweak? And, and we go through that introspection and we say, I knew I should have charged more. Like I knew it then and I know it now. I'm afraid to do it, but it's time. if I, yeah, it's time. If I don't do it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep having situations that suck my joy, you know, that are soul sucking. Yeah. So you step into who you really are like right now, that, that newer vibration of money, what you know that you um, are worthy of now. And you are going to lose some people who aren't, they simply aren't ready to make that level of investment. They don't believe that they're worthy of that investment. But as like, as you continue to make investments in you, Angelique, right? Like investing in coaching or in masterminds or whatever it may be, your value is going to go up, right? So as you do that, so should your prices, because then when you turn around and serve, people are getting more for their money, right? That's the way it works. So we have to that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. We have to just remember that. And like, you know, as women, I, I think so much of it has to do with women, like, and what we are told about who we can be with money. And that's not to say that men don't also have limiting money stories or limiting money experiences. That's not necessarily true. But we know that, you know, if we look at the top income earners in the United States alone, we're not going to see many women up in there, you know? Right. And we know that a lot of it does have to do with our own beliefs and how we see ourselves, you know, with money. So, yeah. So it's important to change that, <laughs> to change. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to remember that, you know, changing our beliefs about money, it is like, we have to show up and do the work. We do have to look at the money on a regular basis. When we feel ourselves, you know, our energy kind of shrink, we have to intervene and affirm ourselves again and say, no, I am worthy of this. And here are all the reasons why I'm worthy of this. Right. So our brain likes evidence as we step into our next level or our next vibration or our next expansion or whatever it may be. So if we are feeling insecure or unsure or whatever it may be, that's where we sit down and say, okay, well, why am I worthy of charging this? Like what makes me qualified, you know, and writing out a list of all of the reasons why, and then stepping back and looking at it and being, well, well, goddamn, of course I'm worthy of this, you know, and I'm just afraid but that's okay. When, when we are stepping, when we feel the fear, when we know we're outside of our comfort zone. So we know we're in that terrain of growth Mm -hmm. and that's where we just have to consistently show up to the practices. We know that affirmations work. We know that really paying attention to how we feel when we spend money, whether it's a bill, right? Like Mm -hmm. the energy bill comes in being grateful. Like I'm grateful that I can have this money to spend on this bill. So being aware of our energy all the time when we're showing up to money, using those affirmations, and then remembering that to stay open to receive, you know, so when the evidence doesn't come through right away, when the money isn't coming through when we want it to, we don't go to the space of it's not working. You know, we continue to hold the faith and trust the process, because the process does work. And the amount of time that it takes for people to see a change in their finances that's individual, you know, and it's, it's our own journey and we can't compare, you know, we shouldn't compare because then we can self-sabotage and self-blame and self-judge and all that bullshit. So we don't want to do that. We just want to say, you know, this is my journey. This is my path. And if I show up and do the work, there's so many examples of people that this has worked for too. So why would it not work for me? 
you know, why, why would I be like left out of this, you know, opportunity to grow and to receive the amount of money that I desire to have. Right. So just going back a little bit in regards to the affirmations, can you just touch upon that, those a little bit more, like, what do you suggest, um, because the girlfriend community might not be as familiar with that kind of thing. So affirmation wise or, or journaling or writing yeah. down certain things, or maybe even putting things on a mirror, what would yeah. you suggest so that yeah. we're constantly reminded affirmation wise? So the, so before we get to affirming a new story, cause that's what affirmations are going to do. I think it would be really helpful for people to look at their current money story. So to okay. sit down and to write out what were the stories that they heard about money growing up? How did money show up in their family? How did they see their parents interacting with money? Was it secretive, right? Did, did, you, did you see your parents fighting about money? So does money have a connection to conflict mm-hmm. and you know drama or pain or whatever? Did your parents split over money? Like how many relationships end because of money? Mm-hmm. So really going really deep and looking at here, here's my experience with money. Here are all the stories that I learned about money. Here's what I think about money. Here's how I think money works and getting it all out on paper. And you know that I love burning ceremonies. I love to bring the witch in, right? So we write out all of our beliefs and stories that we have about money as, as much as we can. And anytime that we're doing like an excavation of belief, I like people to have people like sit down, dump as much out as you can, take a day, like step away for a day, see what happens because more things will come through. Once we open up and get some stuff out, new stuff will come up that we didn't even think about the first time we sat down. So sit down a second time, kind of do the last part of that dumping out of of the limiting beliefs. We're not going to dump out, you know, like empowering beliefs about money, right? We just want to look at the ones that are limiting us. So we get those out. And then we, we burn them, right? You burn the paper, you go outside and you burn it and you let fire do what fire does. It transmutes, it changes, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you let that be, maybe you take a shower afterwards to kind of like release that energy or you make yourself a, a cup of tea or you take a bath or something to kind of say to the universe, I'm letting that go. I'm releasing, you know, set the intention when you burn it. I want to release these limiting beliefs about money that are holding me back from the abundance that is rightfully mine. Like I am ready to let this shit go. Mm -hmm. And then you sit down and you write out empowering beliefs. Now, when you first do this, like something like, um, I always have more money than I can possibly spend. Mm -hmm. You could write that and be like, that's a bold face lie. (laughs) Like right now, that's not true. And that's okay, right? Because what we're doing is we're affirming or we are creating a new story. So when we first write these affirmations out, it's okay if they don't feel true. It's okay if they're not true right now because we're not paying attention to now, right? We're focused on creating a new experience with money. So writing down, you know, how you want to have a relationship with money, how you want to feel about money. I, you know, every time I spend money, I want to feel grateful. I, um, I want to trust that money always flows to me when I need it. I want to be as generous as I can. Whatever you want to believe, to feel, to experience with money, you write it out, right? And then you take some of those that 
that really stick out to you that you look at and you're like, that's a good one. Like that one really resonates with my soul. Like that one makes me feel warm and tingly on the inside. So then you take those and you post them up. Like, yeah, I'll put affirmations on a post-it note and put it in my bathroom. So when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm looking at it and I'm remembering it, right? I may put one on my fridge. So every time I go into my fridge, I see it because we're, that's how our brain learns a new belief. It's through consistency and repetition. So the more that we can expose ourselves to these beliefs, um, the faster that we will kind of embody them, right? And then, you know, the power of writing. So having your affirmation and writing it. So let's say it's, I always have more money than I can possibly spend. Let's say that's the affirmation that you want to start to affirm, right? So you may write that in your journal and then you riff on it, right? So then you're like, remember when we were little and we played pretend or we imagined, right? And we lived in this fanciful world. So then you do that. So then you journal as if that is true. You, You feel it as if it has happened. And so you're saying, oh my God, Today I went shopping and there was a bag that I wanted and it was glorious and it was this much and I bought it and I love it, right? Or I, I, I was able to surprise my mom, you know, with a trip and she had, she's never been on a plane. And let me tell you how good it felt to be able to gift my mom that. So you write about it as if it's true and you, you do it in a way that activates your heart, that really makes you feel like, that energy is pumping and flowing through you, excuse me. And you don't have to do this for a long time. You know, it could be just five minutes of journaling like this a day, just feeling really good about it and then letting it go and just moving on, right? Manifestation is 50% us, 50% the universe. So we show up and we do our work and then we release it and we remain unattached, open to how it's going, going to unfold, knowing that, it will, right? It's always this or something better when it comes to the universe. So even if I, if, if my, like, if my mom, if, if my affirmation is, you know, I, I easily earn $10,000 a month. Right. And we don't see it. We don't see it. We don't see it. And then all of a sudden the universe is like, well, you asked for 10, but you're really ready for 15. Right. So we may not get there. And then we have, may have a quantum leap. We may have a jump and it will be better than we imagined. So we have to just trust that we are loved. The universe wants to support us. It wants us to be successful. And, you know, money is, is something that we need in order to, you know, I believe we need money in order to be the most authentic versions of ourselves, right? I need to be wealthy because I need to be able to donate to this nonprofit or start this fund or do whatever. That's my fullest expression, right? Being really generous and helping my community. So I need money to do that, right? So trusting that it's safe to have money. It's good to have money. Money doesn't make you greedy, right? Money just, because it's energy, it's just going to, it's going to kind of show who you really are, you know, more than it is. It's going to change you. Right. Right. The, another thing that I wanted to ask you about or or talk about on here, what is your take on putting out kind of what you're looking to get in? So like, for example, if we're um, investing in others or, um, how do I explain, or even like donating or I I don't know if don't, or, or like, donating to charity, let's say things like that. Does that even cross your mind at all? Or, or is it coming from a place where it's 
your heart speaking. Does that make sense? What my question is? Yeah. Well, like it's like you're putting out what you want to get in kind of situation. I always, I encourage my students, like, so just as an example, try to shop small, shop with small businesses, support uh, your friends. You're asking your friends to support you. You got to support them too. Uh, though. If they have a business, if they're launching something, go and support them. So what is your take on that? I 100% agree. So we want to use money wisely. We want to show money that we're responsible and that we're going to do good things with it, mm -hmm. right? Like we want to say, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got like this <clears throat> thing in my throat. Um, so we want to be able to say, you know, we want to use money in a deeply fulfilling way, in a way that satisfies our soul. So it's not just like we're tricking off money and not caring and not thinking and just kind of that's ego driven, right? But really coming from the soul. So saying, seeing, seeing money is not only shopping for whatever you're shopping for, but as a way to say to the universe, I want more of this on the planet, right? So like, I am going to spend money at a, at a small, you know, female owned business because I believe in that. And I want to see more of that. So the more that we can shop aligned to our values, to our deeper soul yearnings, the more that we will say to money, hey, you can trust me. I'm going to do good things with you. And we will open ourselves up to receive more. Yeah. So I am totally in agreement with that. It's in terms of investing in, in ourselves, that's the wisest thing that we can do with money, right? Because what we're saying is, I see myself as worthy. And I'm demonstrating my worthiness by investing in me. Right. So that's really important. And I think it's hard for people to do that, right? Like if you hire a coach, you've been there, you know, you know, the fear that can come up around, I'm really going to spend this much money on me. Like I'm selfish. There's so many other things I could do with this money. I, you know, like people really, people could really need this money and I'm going to do it to hire a coach. Like all the bullshit limiting wow. stories can come in. Right. Wow. But you have to invest in you so that you open yourself up to receive more money so that you can then be part of the change to create a world that's more equitable, you know, that really truly is inclusive and that gives all people an opportunity to be successful in whatever way they want to do it, right? Um, and I think giving to charity is always good. What it shows is that you trust that there's a flow of money, right? Like I, I give as, as a way of affirming that I know I'm going to receive, right? Like I don't grasp money, you know, people who can get money and they never share. Like I think of like a Christmas Carol, whatever the guy, Charles Dickens, you know, and the guy's like, he won't spend. Scrooge. Yes. Scrooge. Right. And what happens? He's Scrooge. He gets visited. And then he wakes up the next day and he's like, I'm giving you money. I'm giving you money and I'm giving you money. Right. So we do want to see ourselves not as money belonging to us, right? I don't own the money that I have. I am just the temporary steward of that, that money. Right. And when I see myself as a temporary steward and I can do good things with it, then I become less attached to it. And I, and I step into that abundant flow and open up myself again to receive more. One thing that I, so I practice uh, spiritual law when it comes to finance more than like, I'm not going to be a Susie Orman. Like I have a budget, I use mint and that kind of stuff. So I do the, the human practical stuff, but I'm more aligned with the spiritual practices of money and abundance. So one of the things that I practice is tithing. And that's where I give away 10% of my income each month. Wow. So, so that's not 
connected to my business that's not a tax write-off that is you know before they take taxes out of whatever i earn right like before i pay my bills as soon as money hits my account i turn around and i take 10 percent and i and i give it back to places where i receive spiritual food so i really think about it as shopping for the qualities or the businesses or the world that I want to see more of. And that's really how I get into that energy is money, right? And that's how I open myself up to receive. So off the top, 10% goes out as gifts. I don't tell anybody, I don't ask for anything in return. I just give it away, you know? And I think for me, that shows that I, I trust that, you know, I am not the source of money. You know, my job is not the source of money. Um, oh my God, sorry. Um, um, yeah, so, and then I, I really feel like I am part of a larger thing that's happening that I don't fully understand, right? But I'm part of it and I'm willing right. to play and I'm willing to be generous and I'm willing to see myself as the conduit, you know? Like Tosha Silver is a, spiritual teacher who I followed and she has a book and it's uh it's called it's not your money and her whole thing is it's not your money right it, it belongs to God or the universe or the higher power or whatever you want to say and if you start thinking of it like that then you will really have that relationship that allows you to flourish right with money. so right. so yeah one of the spiritual laws that I practice is tithing um another one is goal setting so always having goals that I'm actively working towards um, the practice of forgiveness. Forgiveness is really powerful if you have debt. Mm. Um, debt is like a socially acceptable way of carrying a burden or a weight. And that manifests as money a lot of times, right? So practicing forgiveness energetically works non-linearly to release some of that weight that we carry. And so having a daily forgiveness practice mm -hmm. and tithing, you know, so those are the tithing, goal setting, forgiveness. Am I forgetting the fourth one? I'm forgetting the fourth one, tithing, <laughs> goal setting. I'm going to have to look. I can't, I can't believe that it's escaping me. It must be because I'm on your podcast. I'm getting No, nervous. it's okay. No, those three are very helpful. Yeah. Don't worry. If we if we find it later, I could put it in the show notes. Not not a big deal. Don't worry. Yeah. Or I could say it in the intro, so no worries. Mm -hmm. No, but that's, that's really helpful. Um, any last minute things that you want to tell the glow friends that they can start doing starting right now to change their um, thinking around money or their mindset? Yeah. If you don't have a daily money practice or a weekly money practice, if you're not aware of where your money is, if you haven't really sat down and, and looked at, this is the debt that I carry. This is what comes in every month. This is what goes out every month. If you're not informed about what's happening with your money, that would be the first thing to do because we need awareness, you know, change requires awareness. Right. So we have to start with becoming aware of what's happening now, right? Um, so setting aside that one day a week to really look at money and to start to notice how you feel when you pull up your bank accounts, mm -hmm. you know, becoming aware of like, oh my God, do I get nervous and whatever. And you know, kind of self-coaching, self-soothing yourself mm -hmm. through those moments where you feel that, um, that resistance, you know, the, right. those fear-based thoughts. So the daily money practice, the, the burning of beliefs mm -hmm. and the writing of new beliefs, and then adopting, 
you know, a money affirmation that you really feel um, aligned to. And remember, you have to take action and it's not necessarily a linear thing, you know, but when you feel inspired to reach out to someone or to maybe I should call this person and suggest and say, Hey, would you be interested in this? And in your mind, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. This person wouldn't want this, you know, trusting your intuition and following that guidance that comes through. Um, that's what I would suggest. I think those are really great. Like if, if you just started doing that, you would notice a shift for oh. sure. I love all of those. I especially love the trusting your intuition one. I talk about that a lot on the podcast, trusting your gut. And I actually, I was on a meeting last night and we were talking about this and I was telling my team, I'm like, listen, if someone pops into your head and this is not even about trying to sell them anything, mm -hmm. if they pop into your head, it's for a reason, genuinely reach out and be like, Hey, you just popped into my head. How's it going? What's going on? You don't even know where that's going to lead you. And it's not even having like the, um, the trying to sell, like I said, trying to sell them something oh. or, or it's not even about that, but you never know. They may need to hear from you for whatever reason. Maybe they need something, you know? So I'm all about trusting your gut and trusting your intuition. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I love that you say like, don't go into it thinking that it's to sell, right? right? No. Just trusting that you're supposed to reach out to them and maybe they have someone who they're meant to connect you to. And it's not exactly. even them, you know? Um, when we start to do more conscious money work, we can start to really think of like, where's the next opportunity. And we, we can forget to just be like a loving presence, right. you know, when our intuition hits us, there's just like, no, maybe I'm just supposed to call and say, hi, we can right. think, oh, maybe they're supposed to be my next client. And it's like, no, no. that's where you have to just trust the process yeah. and follow what comes up and, and remain like in that joyful anticipation, remain excited about what can happen. Like be lighter with life, be lighter with all of it, you know, let it be fun to the best of your ability. I love that. Oh, that's the best. I, I want to wrap it right there. Cause that was perfect. Be lighter with life. And I love just one more little tidbit from me, Glow Friends. I've been approaching, so this is something, I don't even think I told you this yet, Annie, but I've been approaching like every day, almost like it's a game. Like, so yes. all with me. So it's like, so not win or lose. It's not that kind of thing, but almost like a video game. Like, so what's on Angela's yes. <laughs> like daily thing today? Like, what is, what's on her journey for today? Let's have some fun. Let's see who I'm going to connect with today. Like yeah. who's in today's chapter in my book, yeah. basically. Like that's the way I approach it. And it's so fun. And then at night, like I, I've been meditating at night. So at night when I meditate, I think about like all of the people I've crossed paths with, whether it is via text or whether it is on a zoom call or, yeah. and I'm appreciative. And there's so many within it that you don't even realize it. Even in the quarantine state that we're still kind of sort of in right now, you don't realize how many people you interact with. And it's, it's insane. I love it. I love, I love approaching things this way now. Yeah. Life is supposed to be an adventure. I believe that, you know, and we get to choose to have that lightness or we can choose to be like in gloom and doom. And sometimes it takes some time to unlearn that heaviness, but the more that we can just say today, I'm going to be excited today. I'm going to like collect the clues and see what happens. A book popped into my mind. So I'm going to throw it out there. I don't, you know, maybe somebody would like it, but there's a, a book called the game of life and how to play it. And it was written in the 1920s by a metaphysician and her name was Florence Scovel Shin. And I read that years ago. And you know, when you read those books and it's like a soul resonance where it's like, yes, I, this is true. Why hasn't anybody ever talked about this? Like, yes. I know this. 
that was the experience I had with that book. Uh-huh. So if people are, yeah, people are wanting to feel, you know, more free with life. I would recommend checking that out. It's like a hundred pages. It's super short. Oh, perfect. Ooh, I love, I love for my summer reading list. Sounds good. Thank yeah. you so much, yeah. Coach K. Thank you for coming. Thank you. On. I will make sure to put all of your information in the show notes as usual, but I'm sure this is not the last that we're going to hear from you. <laughs> so, no, I hope not because I love this topic. Yeah, this is such a juicy topic, I feel like, and it's definitely been helping me. Like I said, I see it so much. So, Glow Friends, I hope this was helpful to you. And until next time, when I shine, you shine, we shine together. Thank you so much, Annie. Thank you, Angelique. Bye. Bye. Yay.